I have a sense memory of noting a, a terrible Oh, is it Jorno's mom? I think it was Jorno's oh. mom. Oh, Yay. yeah. It yeah. took me half an yeah. hour, but I remembered uh, when we were doing notes on this episode. I was like, I feel like I noted that there was a crappy woman earlier in the season who was basically this woman, and I couldn't remember who. But it's Jorno's mom. Jorno's mom does suck. Well, she does. And Jorno does say that Babyface Jr. is similar to him so and they had similar moms so that's probably why and, and similar dads yeah. similar you know jojo's bad guys so you yeah know. and also like Jorno is an mpreg workaround and this is an F-preg, junior is yeah. an mpreg workaround there so. you go yep. basically siblings they could cousins. be in the same support group they're cousins they could be in the preg workaround support group yeah <laughs> I'm just imagining like an LGBTQIA plus spectrum but for Craig instead, MF, you know, whatever else. MM. Uh, uh, just know. a whole like subcommittee for Dio's kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The, the Dio's kids division. Jesus. Like the, uh, like the branch. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go to DK meetings? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Jerry's kids, yeah. but Dio's kids. <laughs> That's a very different telethon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we've lost everyone under the age of 40 now. No one knows what Jerry's kids... Do you know what Jerry's kids is? Absolutely not, but I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got the gist. It's, I it was a telethon. It's a thing. Yeah, telethon's also a thing no one's heard of anymore. God, I really love when shitty things get replaced. Oh, no, telethons are just when you do Twitch streams for, for charity. Yeah, got yeah. it. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Courtney Stanton. Today we're going to talk to you about how babies get made. Finally. Finally, we're all going to learn. We'll learn how straight people have sex. Yeah. Yes, definitely true. Though I will say that it demands to be noted (laughs) that this particular baby having is an F-Preg workaround. The rare, <laughs> almost unheard of <laughs> F-Preg, F-preg workaround. workaround. Which is to say, it's like an M-Preg workaround, but like, imagine this for a second. Imagine that women could get pregnant. Hmm. I know it's hard to imagine such a thing, but huh. theoretically, it is possible. And in that case, if you wanted so do a you woman like, to have a baby. Yeah, do you like graph your head onto her? Yeah, so what you do is you take like this computer thing. Do you put her bone in you? And you put her blood in it with someone else's blood. Mm. Okay. All um, right. And then a baby pops out of her butt. Three minutes crawls later. crawls up her back. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that seems that seems biologically yeah. sound. Happens. Yeah. yeah. In my head, yeah. that's how in vitro fertilization works. I think that is how it works. I should ask my cousin. She just had IVF done. There's definitely blood and computers involved. I mean, it's probably why it's so expensive. <laughs> First, you have to find someone with this stand. Yeah. Important news: Bucciolati not an Aries. Yeah. I when when we watched that, I was I was like, hmm. Bucciolati is a Libra. He okay. has opposite birthday from me. It's September twenty seventh. Yeah, and mine is March twenty seventh. So his birthday is my half birthday. And it's also Joseph's birthday. Right? And Joseph's birthday as well is September twenty seventh. These are the hard hitting facts that you can yeah. trust us to deliver. And to you. so I, but Elizabeth's I think, birthday, we know it. But I figure that Bucciolati has been like covering his tracks so that people couldn't steal his identity, and that's so, why people think he's oh, an Aries. Yeah, so he switched. Oh, that's his, his fake mafia. Totally. Yeah. He sense. and Abakio probably swapped. Oh, oh. yeah. Because yeah, Abakio is definitely Aries. He's yeah. an Aries, yeah. He's the March 29th, I believe. Jorno, so, also an Aries. You know that he's an Aries because he says that they should steal 100 cars. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's, that's instead the of first one card. So let's go back just a little bit because I still want to talk about this lady. But when she's introduced, she's like kicking back, drinking a very full glass of red wine with a pack of smokes on the table. It's just like, she's like barefoot on a train. Yeah, she's a lot she of gives things. No fuck. Uh, she has the and she has the whole car to herself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, barefoot on a on public transit, that's like one step below Britney Spears using a gas station bathroom barefoot. <laughs> Really Which is, is the thing Britney Spears did, and it's one of the many reasons I love her. People Can listening to us are like, Britney who's Britney Spears? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Britney Spears is an entertainer in Vegas. Um, so uh, Britney Spears' career kicked off before 9-11, just True. to go back to um, our earlier conversation. It is, I mean, I think that the people listening to this podcast might understand, like, Britney Spears was some of the visual inspiration for a lot of the Steel Ball Run characters. Yeah, and honestly, like... Jolene. Jolene. Yeah. Like the butterfly tattoo and everything. Yeah. If you like, wonder like what the hell Jolene's problem is. <laughs> she's based on Britney she's Spears. She's Britney Spears. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. In part seven, there's definitely, I mean, just sort of the general like abuse of teenage girls by the system type stuff. Is, also like their faces. And literally. Faces. Faces. Yeah, I mean, like a, a bunch of their faces. A Rocky kind of only draws one face. And it started to be Britney Spears's face yeah. at some point. Yeah. Somewhere around <laughs> halfway through part six, it was just like, but what if instead she just looked exactly like Britney Spears? Uh, which is fine. It's a good face. Not going to argue. Oh, right. And so Maloney, who's our new villain. Melon, by the way. Yeah. Which is why it's very easy to think that his partner would be Prosciutto. Because they're, Prosciutto they're and clearly Melon. exes. Yeah, that's actually true. Oh, yeah. And so Pesci's the replacement Maloney. Yeah. And then Maloney is in a weird they phone broke, sexting relationship with Jackie. They broke yeah. up because uh, Maloney wanted kids. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they broke up because Maloney kept having kids. <laughs> he was like, stop. Prosciutto <laughs> is like, I can't handle this anymore. He's like, I need someone I can more easily boss around. So Maloney's stand, which is baby head. Baby face. Okay. Such a good <laughs> such a good replacement name. Yeah, Seriously. It it's so easy. It's right there. I, I wish that they had it. called it like infant head. <laughs> Just made it like a full. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, baby face. I always forget baby face exists because it's a pretty fast battle. Yeah. Spoilers, I guess. This it's person like, doesn't kill all of our characters. It's one and a half. Yeah. Like it's like eight it's minutes. It's not even it, yeah. it, it yeah. resolves eight minutes into the next episode. So it's like one and a third episodes, which is actually I think it's one of the reasons why I like this fight in the anime because it's a pretty snappy yeah. like it moves along. It's yeah. it's uh, But like the to be continued is on Jorno winning. But I think that this stand is kind of deceptively like forgettable because it actually has like a ton going on. Yeah, it's it's weird to me. This feels like in that way where they're sort of like mirror, like Jorno and the stand fight kind of mirror each mm-hmm. other. This is like an extremely complicated rules restricted way to create life. Mm-hmm. Like it ha- you have to have the blood of two different people. If you're trying to get certain personality traits, they, like, they have to be exhibited in, in at least one of the parents. If they're like a like opposite. Then the the creation will be pretty antagonistic. You have to you have read to it, raise the book. it. Yeah, yeah, you have to teach it how to read and so shit. I tried to look up when Araki's kids were born, but there's not a lot of information about that. I'll uh, bet. Good for is, you, Araki. you know, good for him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But he met his wife shortly after his manga debut. So they, you know, if they immediately had kids, his kids would have been pretty old by this point. <laughs> But yeah, his kids would be like my age, yeah. <laughs> literally. Super old. No, yeah. I, no, I meant, I meant by the point of writing this arc. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, his kids would have been teenagers or yeah. something by that point. But uh, it, you know, I was just like, did he? He is, I think, like almost exi- he he was born in like sixty two, right? So I was just wondering, like, was he just reading about child development or whatever? Like, yeah, because this is very clearly the like, here's how to raise him right. 
Well, if we look at like murder. Yeah. <laughs> if we look Raise at the right. child rearing stuff in part four with the invisible yeah. baby. Yeah. And then we have this with like early childhood. So maybe he was kind of like on a time delay with his own parenting experience. I mean, maybe it's just it's a theme that he's yeah. like working out because much in the same way that like obviously and part like, six is about raising a troubled teen. It is. Yeah. It's like <laughs> parents and kids is like a, a recurring yeah. thing, obviously. And so. part seven oh. is about when your child grows up to be an adult who hates you. So yeah. when I was when I was <laughs> when I was trying to look up the age of Iraqi's kids, I did find a quote. It's one of the collections. It's the Jojo 6251 mm. or whatever. Um, and there's a quote in there from Iraqi where he goes you know, my parents don't understand my manga at all. And he's that like, which, me. and he's like, which seems weird to me because, you know, I keep trying to like draw from like Clint Eastwood movies and my dad loves Clint Eastwood movies. That's fucking hilarious. There's so many layers in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Imagine being a Rocky being like, Hey, this is what I do. And they're like, what in the world? Can you imagine like showing, like making part seven, showing it to your dad? <laughs> and, being and being like, like Clint dad, Eastwood, right? You should like this. There's cowboys in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and your dad's like, I didn't get a bone grafted to me to create you for this. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I didn't die at your gender reveal party for, for this. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't sacrifice my first wife at your gender reveal party <laughs> for you to make this bullshit. I feel like this, like in this episode, like in a time capsule, people are gonna like listen to it in like, like twenty five years when, when obviously podcasts are still around in the earth as well, it's still around, and they're gonna be but like gender is gender reveal. Yeah, what's that? And I they're refuse. gonna look it up and regret it. Yeah, and, and then they'll be like, it. oh, that's what caused the calamity of twenty twenty two. And threw us all to the dark ages. <laughs> oh, man. This is so quaint. They could joke about gender reveals. I know. Yeah. Gender reveals the number one killer of people under 40. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. No. Don't re- d- Friends don't let friends reveal, reveal gender. Yeah. Never talk about it. Don't say gender reveal. Don't ask, don't tell. mirror three times. <laughs> your gender will come A plane you. will crash into your mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Killing you instantly. Oh, right. So first... You get two people's blood. If they hate each other, even better. <laughs> then take one of those people, you show them pictures of the Kama Sutra and have them pick which way they want to be impregnated. Which way they want to kiss. Well, yeah. So this is charmingly naive to me. Uh, I'm just like... Iraqi does not know how babies are made. <laughs> That's for damn sure. I want to know. I meant to look it up, but I don't care that much. If like if it's the also... I assume it's also this way in the manga because it's it shonen. Um, I remember there being kiss faces. Which is... I mean... Darius was saying there's a subsection of the Kama Sutra that's about kissing. So I but guess I it's wonder just this. If, I've obviously never read it. Well, I'm kissing, very bad at sex. Kissing for sure would have been like more intimate, <laughs> more intimate and more like like forbidden than a lot of sex acts. When? At the time of the Kama Sutra. Oh, and sure. And like time and time and place. Like, okay. In like a lot in of the mid nineties. No. Like, yes. <laughs> As you may remember. No, but also kissing, like so interesting random tidbit. Like there's this moment in Legend of Black. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I almost finished your sentence. I was like, when she's gonna start talking about Legend somebody of Somebody kisses somebody and then immediately goes, Isn't democracy great? <laughs> and we all thought that was so funny. And then I was looking up something about like queer desire in and like he, or like heteronormativity in 
Japanese culture. And I found this article about how like kissing in public for a long time, like in the early 20th century was seen as like a symbol of democracy and freedom hmm. because it was like something Americans did, but not something <laughs> Japanese people did. Okay. I it's see so interesting. That's anyway, wild kissing is democracy, but see, but yeah, so Great. it just like put that in context. I was like, I see. Aha, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, uh, yeah, kissing would have would was often in many cultures seen as more intimate than sex. Okay, and obviously in JoJo's in the nineties, that, that is, is also true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like pick which way you want. But whose tongue is it? Is it Babyface's tongue? Because it's like a computer that has a face. I think it's just a personality test thing. Yeah. Like I don't arms. think it's a. I think it's like just. But it like comes at her. Yes. And then we cut to black. Well, I mean, also like the what's in the tongue. Out. I assume the DN. Yeah, there's. I don't actually want to explain the rest of this. Yeah, you started it. Sorry. Where does the tongue go? How is baby made? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's definitely harrowing when she wakes up from her blackout and like checks to see if she's been raped. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, like you do, but she hasn't been she literally she because hasn't been. she's in JoJo's and that. But also, unusual. where does the baby come from? It's like her butt. That's what I'm saying. I'm so pointing like, to my butt. <laughs> Translation for all you radio listeners. Yeah, wouldn't she notice that? Maybe she has a really, you know. Well, I think okay, came, no, yeah, I don't. It came out of her butt when it was still really tiny. Okay, so maybe that's not. true. Yeah, maybe it just came out like like zygote size. I'm just size. suddenly so sleepy. Um, I just can't. I anymore. have a, a less sleepifying question, which is, what does she see? Baby face. That's a very good. I, I I assume Does, I a clunky businessman laptop. Right? I mean, but it like yeah. legs out, and then she's like, ah, yeah. Maybe it's one of those stands that's just so powerful that non-stand users can Sense. can see it's it. True. Or something. Yeah, that's a very good question. Maybe she's a stand user. Maybe this is a train where everyone's a stand user. Oh shit! That's wait. Didn't we establish that like at least some towns in Italy are just rife with stand users? Uh, well, there's one. There's town definitely the one in, in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. where everyone there is a is a stand user. Well, maybe that's where she's from. Yeah, she's just white maybe. passing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah no she's like. But that would explain why this baby like junior goes off the rails so early is if both his parents were stand users. Hmm. Super powerful. Uh, by the way, just brief digression, yeah, but true. but Malone's rainbow tongue. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, Malone's get, rainbow tongue. We get a couple a, really good cutaways. There's good cutaways in this. Yeah, but yeah, he, him licking her hand. Malone. I like how Malone is sort of just a general creep about women in a way that like. If you ask me to explain how it's sexual, he's hetero voyeuristic. Yeah, he just likes looking at women, but I think he likes looking at them. I think he has a pregnancy kink. I think he, I think he well, likes looking. That's definitely true. And just thinking about making babies. I think of them. it's like when people look at dogs and they're like, "Oh, that would like breed a really nice dog." Do yeah. Think, do you do you think this is what a Rocky's like? Oh God. <laughs> about he about breeding. Like like he's just always thinking about pregnancy, but he's pretty gay. No. Okay. I, <laughs> Why would I think that? Well, he clearly thinks about pregnancy a lot. This is our not worst as episode. He, not this as is... much as he thinks about like most other things. That's I fair. Think, like Iraqi thinks about like he sits around and is like, how do pipes work? What about <laughs> string? What could you use a disc for? Like, <laughs> that is human the, bones. What's up with that? That is the what's perfect... the most natural way to ride a horse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do dogs look like? You know, like. <laughs> Things a Rocky wonder I- disc abalone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like Beatles subcategory. All of them, you know, like. 
And then, yes, somewhere in there, I'm sure he's like, how do normal human women reproduce? And he still hasn't answered that one. So, yeah. So then after Maloney makes that baby. (laughs) Which happens in the first, like, two seconds of the episode. We switch over to Inside the Turtle where I honestly can't remember if it's Giorno or Bucolati is thinking about what a badass Trish is because she is mm-hmm. and just, but like, it's like, like, wow. And like, she must have a really strong like personality because she's not like crying or complaining at all. And then immediately switches to Mista's stand crying and complaining at Mista. Number five. Yeah. Poor number five. The bullets without Mista paying attention have stolen because they're riding on a truck. Yeah. Yeah, they're riding in the a, turtles in a truck. Yeah. And and by the way, when when they when the episode opens, it shows the truck and the truck driver. And as soon as I saw there was a sandwich on the seat next to him, I was like, I wonder what's in that sandwich. And we find out it's a hamburger <laughs> sandwich that Sex Pistols has stolen and eaten. And so when the driver notices that it's missing, he then notices the turtle and starts to mess with it. And so Mista's solution is to punch the driver so hard he passes out and crashes the car. The truck again, drivers, victims again of being the a commercially crime. licensed vehicle operator in this universe is, a, is a death sentence yeah. or at least a punch sentence. We never find out if he's dead or not. I don't think, he, it doesn't look like the kind of accident you die from. <laughs> How did they get the turtle into the truck? Don't, I don't know. You know. It just climbed in As very This is what I think. I think that one of them threw the turtle into the truck and, and also jumped, jumped in, in as yeah. it was flying. That would actually make sense. Yeah. In my head, I was like, the would turtle <laughs> climbed really slow, but I don't think that that fits. Or, or um, Bukarati could have done something with uh, with zippers to make it. Oh, I good point, good true. point. Yeah. So Babyface's automatic stand, Junior, is born and uh, hangs out on the back of his mom's head for a little bit where he's learning things like how to swear and how to want to kill people. <laughs> Yet another instance of a stand hanging out on someone's back, at least temporarily. And then the baby pees on his mom, which honestly is like the most newborn thing. Babies pee. Like when Maloney's like, babies pee all the time. That's true. And they pee everywhere. And meanwhile, Trish is like, I have to pee. Yeah. Right. And she's like, Bruno, what do I do about the fact that I have to pee? I like that she's like, if I ask you a dumb question, will you actually answer me? (laughs) And then her dumb question is, I have to use the bathroom. By the way... (laughs) digression but there was Araki was on a panel at an Italian con last oh, week yeah and someone asked him a dumb question they asked him how does Dio breathe when the world is activated and Araki's immediate response was that's what the air tanks on the world's back are for holy fuck right Man, Araki's like in the He's year on a, yeah. 3019. Just, <laughs> Araki is just operating Can you so imagine above us? designing a character and then just waiting for <laughs> decades? Waiting 30 years for someone, for someone to, to, ask. to ask about it. That is the like, longest have an game. God. <laughs> Holy shit. Right? When Darius told me that, I was like, I felt like I'd been slapped. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've just ascended to a new plane of existence. Yeah. yeah, but Bruno, being written by Araki, has great answers for Trish, too. He's like, let's just turn this closet into a toilet. <laughs> Which Zip. is, I mean, <laughs> it's what... I think that's what every home renovator in Portland did at some point. Just like, <laughs> Let's just DIY this bitch right here. Uh, and Bruno's like, please just pee into the void. He's like, I don't know where this I goes. I don't know. Maybe the turtle will get nutrients out of it. Uh, right. I assume that like we've already established it's not the same void as the vanilla one that's ices. full of vanilla ice and Okiyasu's jizz. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
and Avdol's hands. But now this or, one, now we know yeah. Yeah. it has been established that this other void is full of pee. <laughs> Bruno's piss bucket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bruno's piss void. Yep. In the middle of all that, they're like trying to figure out transportation now that Mista accidentally ruined their ride. Uh, and, and denies it, by the way. He's like, oh, I don't know what happened. I, was I, just, you know. I wasn't looking at that particular moment. Maybe he crashed the car. Love Doesn't it. matter why. But yeah, and so this is, in the manga, it, it feels like a really big scene when Jorno's like, we're not going to steal one car. We're going to steal a hundred cars. Because it has like a whole like panel that stretches across the whole thing. Yeah, and it feels very dramatic. And this, it just kind of passes by. Like, it's fine, but it's like, it's not as cool. But Jorno's saying like, instead of, what if instead of stealing one car, we stole a hundred cars is like such an iconic moment. Yeah. Also, it's one of the moments where I was like, oh man, Jorno. Jorno is me. (laughs) And it's definitely like when I started to be like, okay, he has a personality and I can see that now. I thought you were going to say he has a personality disorder and I was going to be like, that's also true. (laughs) (laughs) But so he obviously turns cars into frogs. It's like, it's one of his favorite default animals. Just a little hoppy frog. Like no one would notice 99 frogs leaving a parking lot. I think they left in opposite direction. Yeah, and and also, like, no one... It took a few minutes for people to notice the cars were gone. So And then, like, frogs in a field. What are you going to do? And so then they steal a nice practical (laughs) sedan. Looks like a Mercedes. (sighs) Well, they're in the process of stealing it while this fight's happening. Oh, right. Right, yeah, because... Mista's like, don't rush me. Also, it takes a while. (laughs) That's, like, that takes a while, hot wiring a car, apparently. Mista, get better at it. (laughs) Um, Like, I like that they're criminals, but they're kind of... Not super successful. They're teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Maloney's like catchphrase is di molto. Di molto. Di molto. Everything's di molto. And so he looked that up. Yeah. Di molto means extremely. And it is used in a non-grammatically correct way. Fantastic. In, in the show and in the manga. Yeah. Absolutely spot He's on. He's just saying extremely. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a note that apparently all their animation time was going to illustrating this fight. Because I actually think it looks really cool. I think the way Babyface Jr. breaks people into pieces is is awesome. I think the way that it sort of disintegrates. Into like a cloud of Forms into things and kind of splits up. There's just a lot. There's a lot of crap flying around on the screen. And it looks really good. And obviously, I'm assuming some CG went into this. Because there's no way. But it still, it looks really nice. And it doesn't look like bad CGI. Like it, it no, fits it, it, into it, it the animation well. really well. I mean, a lot of the CG effects, the stand effects in this um, season are just really well integrated. Yeah, because I've definitely watched those anime where it's like, ah, this scene was all done. You mean like every single idol anime? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but even like parts of like uh, Yamushi Pedal and stuff yeah, when they're the on end the of bikes. Days. Yeah, oh, yeah, we can talk about days next episode when we talk about the complete animation breakdown but yeah this is it looks really good uh and that's maybe the last time i'm gonna say that (laughs) about this season but i I think it looks really nice and i actually think it's a cool fight like it goes really quickly and so i don't get bored i think more fights in just like with stardust crusaders i think more fights in this season should have been like one one and a half episodes tops. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I wanted to point out real quick that Bruno initially notices that Trisha's gone because he sees her arm like right. pointing out one arm um, with her hand kind of loose. And like that's kind of a, hor- a Japanese horror trope that like I've been seeing around a lot. So I'm just like adding it to the list in my head. There's like a bunch of times that that happens in Natsume's Book of Friends, which is really great. Y'all should watch it. At where like someone is a like some girl is a ghost. Mm. And people don't know 
but like the her only way that she can communicate. No, yeah. it's just like her arm, one arm sticking out of like a pile of bushes or whatever. And that's, Yeesh. and then like in Haosu. Oh the, yeah. That amazing old movie. They like make fun of it. There's like one <laughs> character who's like, like, and her arm is like beckoning out of a door and the other character's like, oh my God, oh my God. And then she's just like, can I have some toilet paper, please? <laughs> <laughs> she's actually in a bathroom. It's cute. <laughs> but yeah, and it is creepy. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Trish yeah. being dragged into a cabinet. So apparently this is the thing that's like, I guess Babyface Jr. can turn into objects. Yeah, yeah. he can like camouflage basically. He can make living things into, he can make any living thing into any inanimate thing. So he's right. literally the reverse yeah. of Jorno. But yeah, so he's he's a cabinet. He That's like such a worse power. I know. It's like it's like the opposite of Jorno, but like leveled down just infinite times. You can just kill things. But he doesn't like kill Trish and Bucalati. He just turns them into little cubes and they yeah. just hang out. Like it's it's vague. The really important thing about this fight is that this is where Jorno figures out that he can make body parts. Right. Like he can't just turn an inanimate thing into a complete living thing, but he can turn an inanimate thing into, for example, his missing vocal cords. Right. right. So he's like leveled up yet again and is now like a full-fledged party healer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's amazing because it's like he can also apparently, because he can make things grow really fast, he can then, there's like the healing process is instantaneous. Yeah. Which is very convenient when someone's taken away your eye, your leg, part of your hand and your neck. Yeah. So yeah. So he heals himself by turning various things into his new body parts. So I feel like Jorno is now like probably a classic hoarder where he's just like, no, I need those. <laughs> I might need them at some point. And then immediately like someone's arm falls off and he's like, see? see? <laughs> That's why I needed all of those like expired coupons. But you can turn any expired coupon into like an organ. Very handy, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in another universe, Jorno is the most successful surgeon of all time. Well, yeah. <laughs> Their fanfic has I don't know. used this I don't, to great effect. I mean, I don't know. What about Josuke? I'd like them to have a surgery battle. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, Josuke would... I think Josuke would win. I think he would, because too, because his speed. whole power is to... I mean, Josuke is fast. Yeah, he's a very fast yeah. healer. But it's also his power, whereas Jorno, it's one of his, like, one 12 powers. Yeah. There's a, a palette swap after Jorno heals himself that I understand is golden, uh, but it just reads as urine. Well, you know what else is golden? Hmm. Urine. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Uh, so, I've never looked at urine before. Well, so. and there's a lot of, uh, I mean, it's just, it fits with this whole episode, which is, yeah. which is very P-focused. Lots I pee. really like the, there's what some, Jorno there's himself looks like, though, too, right? There's that next episode. Next episode. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I do like what Jorno looks like in this palette. Yeah, the orange though. suit is sweet. Like, it's a very yeah. slick look. It's just that since everything else is yellow and, like, he's radiating the shonen vibes, it just looks like he's, like, sweating pee. It's not. Well, for all we my know, he is. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's the side effect of turning a things. rock into your eye. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so the episode ends with Jorno being like, oh, you didn't tear off my hand. I let it go, which is like some Dune shit. You didn't fire me. I quit. Yeah. Yeah. You but didn't you, fire my hand. I quit my hand. That's right. I did. I quit my hand, sent it into your body, and turned it into a fucking piranha. Which is, yep. is this our second piranha, or was there another piranha in in JoJo's? Because there's, there's the car's piranhas. Yeah. 
I think this is the second piranha. All right. This is the second time we've had someone turn their body into piranha. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, coming back to that well of good ideas. <laughs> like, man, it's been like a, a decade since someone turned a body part into a piranha. Let's go back to that. I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, so that's where the episode ends. It's, and so unlike it being like a usual fight where it's like, oh no, the villain's got the upper hand. Ah, ah, hand. Instead, it's... A war hand shit, too. Yeah. yeah. Instead, it's just like clearly drawn as beaten this guy spoiler alert he has actually beaten this guy <laughs> uh season isn't 17 episodes long excuse yeah. me courtney babyface is a child and that's problematic <laughs> it's true it is Dorno murders children did we talk about maloney's like children's book of no just that predator he, animals yeah. yeah it's amazing I, but isn't aren't they're not all aren't isn't there like a zebra in there and the zebra is like <laughs> instantly eating bruno <laughs> Zebras love eating meat. Human flesh. Um, yeah, and it's like, here's these children's toys, and here's how you can use them to harm others. Did he get them, like, did he get that book commissioned, like, well, in advance with Bruno's illustration, well, or is it part of the stand? No, so it seems like this, because it, it's like we see the... laptop is where the, the... The mutilation and stuff happens. So it's like he shows okay. the kid pictures and then tells them about it, and then the the screen, of like the baby face screen displays... I thought the, the book had like a page with Bruno's... No, that's on the screen. No, he has a, oh, okay, he has a photo of Bruno okay. that he's putting next to the book. Got it. And, and then the like, kid synthesizes it. Wonderful. Yeah. Junior learns fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like it because this, I feel like this is a low-key introduction to the character we're going to run to the next episode, who's the angriest man in the world. And I feel like if he had ever met Babyface Jr.'s mom, they would either have gotten along really well or kill each other instantly. But yeah. Or so they we, would have had an amazing F-Preg workaround baby. Yeah. Or they would. I'm not, yeah. you know, whichever of them I think, is pregging. I think they would have complained about the pronunciation of names of cities together and how stupid it is that's fair yeah, yeah. i think they would have just gone on a tear yeah they just would have complained about all sorts of shit just awesome. talk shit but yeah so that's next episode drinking red wine and talking shit yes um but yeah that's it is uh is Jorno losing a hand but winning a battle and winning a new power yeah and i mean he can't lose a hand anymore and everything the world is his hand <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Bruno would leave for pissing into his own void. 